So how much do you really want to know? Really. How much do you really want to know? Because are you aware that the more you know, the more responsibility you have to what you know? I kind of laugh in a way because I remember Jim sharing from years ago saying, responsibility? I don't want more responsibility. Well, I wonder if there's a part inside of each of us that reacts the same way to responsibility, not wanting to have more to do, more to take care of, more to be responsible for. But do we know when we begin the spiritual pathway that's exactly what comes with having more knowing or spiritual awakening or wisdom? Did you know that? Most of us, what? We have the fantasy of wanting to be illuminated and know our oneness with God and know the divine and, and, and the, all the knowing that comes with it, right? So we have this fantasy of the Big Bang and all that goes with that and whatever words we use to describe it, the ideas, the fantasies, because there are a lot of I, fantasies really that we have running because we really truly have no idea what all that is about or what comes with it. So if you're hearing what I'm saying, hopefully this will sink in a little bit differently and maybe even give you a little bit of an idea or understanding of maybe why God doesn't all of a sudden just give all of us that big bang, that illumination, that oneness right away. Because maybe God knows, oh, there's responsibility. You know, the great example we have in the world is having children. What comes with having children? Well, you that are parents really have a greater idea. You that don't have the parent have the children, you know, probably hopefully have friends where you see what goes with that. It is. It's raising a child. What comes with raising a child? There's a responsibility that we have for what? To educate, to take care of, child's safety. All the different things that go with feeding and clothing and bringing the child up in this world. Well, what do you think we're doing on this spiritual pathway, on this journey here? We are those children of God. There's no coincidence we have that reference of being the child of God. The soul is the child of God. That's why we often call God the parent or the father or the mother. Because there's a truth there. This world is a reflection of what goes on in spirit. So as a spiritual child, we are learning and growing just as a child in this world. The difference is often is that parents in this world often try to control their children out of a goodness of wanting them to be good, to learn how to take care of themselves for their safety so they don't have harm come to them. Where God, on the other hand, says, you have free reign, free will, free choice. Do as you please. Be the bad child. Be the good child. Be the rebellion one. Be the hellion. Be the little angel. Do it all. But that doesn't mean God abandons us. God's always there. But you see, God operates under the principle of ask, 
and you shall receive. So it's up to, up to us, the, child, the children, to ask for that education, to ask for the training, to ask to be supported, fed and clothed and taken care of. Just like a child in this world, it takes effort for them to even begin to learn to walk or to learn to talk. There's an effort there. So the child has something to do. And the child looks to the parent for that guidance, for that education, for that support, to hold their hand even when they're learning to walk, to help receive instruction in learning how to talk, and all the other necessities of feeding and clothing and safety and all that that goes with that. So we have the same thing there as a divine child of God. And God is always with us to support us in a journey. But we have to ask. We have to invite God in to assist us in that process. But often we don't realize that with that comes the responsibility that when we receive more of the education or the knowing, the awareness, then now we also have a responsibility to utilize that which we've been given. And that's often the part of us that sometimes, even though we want all that comes with what we think the fantasy of illumination is, but there may be another part of us that really doesn't want it because of that responsibility that we have to take greater care than before when we were more ignorant or unaware. Maybe there's a little truth in that saying, ignorance is bliss. Well, ignorance is also not having the responsibility now to take that greater care. That's kind of in a way saying, okay, I've got free reign to go ahead and do as I damn well please, right? Regardless of the results that take place, regardless of the outcome, good or bad. But once we have a greater responsibility, we are more responsible for the outcome, for the results, good and bad, both. In other words, sometimes we call that being held accountable. We are held more accountable to, I'm going to rephrase, if we've heard Jim say over and over, taking responsibility for our thoughts and our feelings and our actions and reactions. What about being held accountable to our thoughts and our feelings and our actions and reactions? Ooh, that's a little different in there. Being held accountable for it. Well, guess what, Kalner Engine, the great parent of this world of time and space, is doing. Holding us accountable for our thoughts and our feelings and our actions and reactions. That's a little different kind of a frequency, doesn't it, than being responsible for our thoughts and feelings? Being held accountable? That's right, we're going to be held accountable, the letter of the law, right? That's a little more rigid. That's harder. It's more challenging. But that is often how we feel as we walk through life. It's like we're being held accountable. What comes with accountability? Well, a lot of time, blame. We blame ourselves. We blame others. We're being blamed by others because we are not taking accountability 
for our thoughts and feelings and our actions and reactions, no matter what it is. Of course, we don't want it when we're being held accountable for the bad things in life because then it's shameful and painful. And we even have challenges when we're held accountable to the good things. Oh, thank you so much. You've done all these wonderful things for me. You're so wonderful. No, 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 not me. I'm not worthy to receive that praise. I don't want the accountability for doing good things. Then, of course, we have the flip side of that. Yes, yes, you're right. I'm all the thing for it. You had nothing to do with it. I did it all for you. That's right. Hold me accountable for that. So play with these words a little bit. Accountability, responsibility. How are they different? Accountability, being held to the law. Responsibility, choosing into now, taking care of those things we focus upon mentally, emotionally, physically. Thoughts and feelings, actions and reactions. Taking responsibility has a greater freedom of choice to choose into, to choose into, to make a choice of where we give our time, our energy, our attention, our focus, our awareness, to choose into that freely. Not to be held accountable to it, but to freely choose into it. Now there's a little difference there. Because you see, when you choose something, there's freedom inherent in making a choice. When you're being accountable, held accountable to something, it's often what? Decision by default? Like we didn't have a choice. That's often how karma is and feels. Is it accountability? Decision by default? Non-choice? That's where we often feel the victim, to blame. Why is life so unfair? Why is this being done to me? I don't understand. How do I create my karma? How do I create all these things that are happening to me? Because it certainly doesn't seem like that, does it? It often feels like life is being done to us. But that's where the lessons are often harder is when it's being done to us and we're being held accountable for it to make things good, to make things good. Do I really have to make it happen? Do I have to make it good? Well, then I'm not doing it out of my freedom of choice, am I? I have to do it. We know what the have to's are, the supposed to's and the should's. There's not any freedom in that. But if we can begin to choose to be responsible, then there's freedom in the choice. I mean, we hear these things like, we all have free will. We have freedom of choice. But do we ever really contemplate and look at these things we've been shared with over the ages? And what really is the meaning behind all these things? And what comes with that anyway? What does it really mean? Maybe these things are worthwhile to take a look at so that we really come to understand, 
That's what a lot of this boils down to, is the understanding of what is taking place and what is going on here. How many of you knew, as you began the spiritual journey or began the action of initiation, that you were going to have a much greater responsibility for your life? Or did you think it was all just going to be, woohoo, this is great, man. Freedom, spirit, joy, no responsibilities. That's what I thought. I thought, man, I'm getting free. And then the shit hits the fan. You go, what the hell's going on? I didn't sign up for this. I signed up for freedom. Not all this other crap. Well, the way to get to the freedom is to handle all the crap, to take responsibility for all the crap that we've created or if we feel like it's been put upon us. It doesn't matter. If it's in your life, it's in your life. And as soon as we begin to take responsibility for it or we begin to take care of it, we begin to handle it, we begin to take action with it, we begin to get things done. Getting done. That's what karmic completion is. Getting it done. Get it handled. I know we talk about a lot, karma is unlearned lessons, so learn the lesson. Well, maybe we should not focus on the lesson and just focus on getting things done. Hey, look, there's a mess over there. Let's just go clean it up, get it done. Not worry about the lesson. The lesson is it's a freaking mess. Get it cleaned. Instead of like, Gee, I wonder how that got there. I wonder how not only it got there, but I wonder all those things in the mess, how those were made. That's often what we do, don't we? What do we call that, analysis paralysis? We sit there and contemplate this big old pile of garbage rather than just cleaning it up. We can make things easier and more simple on this journey. You know, here's the other part and why I'm even saying it the way I am. Because as you get busy doing, taking action of cleaning things up and handling things, that in handling it, you will have the experience and that's where you'll start to learn it. You're not going to learn it by sitting there analyzing it and just staring at it, hoping it changes. You handle it and then the learning comes. That's what taking responsibility is. That's why even with that is taking responsibility for our thoughts and feelings in actions and reactions. We're always talking about action here, taking action, inwardly and outwardly, on all the levels. Even the outer actions we're doing in this world really come from an inner place. So really, in truth, it's all inner. doesn't matter if it looks like it's out here. It's still all inside. It's all inner. There's no such thing actually as out there. Out there came from in here. So realize, on this journey, there's a responsibility. But here's the good news. When you're willing to take the responsibility and take or make the choice of now handling things, taking care of things, taking action, then you also get the benefit and the result that goes with that.
And that benefit and result is the very fantasy that you've been running when you even began. The greater loving, the greater freedom, the liberation of the soul, the awakening and knowing your oneness with God, and that greater wisdom that comes with what all that is. But you see that wisdom comes from each experience. Each of those experiences, as you make the choice to take responsibility for all the things in your life, is an illumination in itself. Maybe it's just a little one, but it is an illumination. Wisdom comes through experience. And experience comes through taking responsibility and taking action to handle all the things in our lives, inwardly and outwardly, because it's all one. It's all one. So start treating it and handling it as all one rather than separate from yourself. If you experience it as separate from yourself, then do the inner work to connect or to bridge the gap so there no longer is a separation from the inner to the outer or the inner to the inner inside of yourself. And we know how to do that. We talk about it all the time. To love it all. As soon as you love it, you are bridging the gap by extending your consciousness, which is the loving, that reunites and brings it all into the oneness. The good and the bad. We have to reunite the good and the bad, all of it, because that's where we have created the illusion of separation. So there's a lot that is tied up in that word of responsibility. You know, we've heard the things like responsibility, ability to respond. Well, that's great, but let's even keep going with it and now just take action. Take action and do it to love it all, but to take action to handle it, not only to love it. The loving is what handles it, but then as we respond in the loving, yeah, the loving gives us the ability to respond, but then we want to follow through to bring the completion, to fulfill it. And that's where the awakening, the liberation, the illumination all comes from is in the doing. That's where it happens. That's where you get your answers. You want to have the all-wisdom, the all-knowing? It's in the doing that you're going to find that, that you're going to discover that. It's not in the contemplating, the reading about it, the introspection. It's in the doing of it. Do the meditation to wake up the spirit. Do your life to handle the karma, to learn the lesson. Do the inner work with loving, accepting, and forgiving of your thoughts and your feelings, as well as your actions and reactions. It's all of it. You see, loving is the whole dynamic action of creation itself. And God spoke, and there was light. And in that light, God created. Not only us, the soul, but God also created all these other aspects And this aspect of time and space is simply one of God's creations. And an action of loving is doing. Love-in, do-in, movement. It's a movement. Loving, 
Spirit is a movement. It's never stagnant or still. Creativity. Think of it. Creativity. It's action. Creation. I like to say is creativity in action. Creation. God created. Creativity in action. There's action. So we have to take action in order to fulfill the creation. And that's all we're doing here as a divine child of God is we as children are learning to become co-creators, to become that which God has created in the likeness of itself. And so here we are in the playground or the school, all of it, we're in class, we're on recess, it's work, it's play, it's all of that. I know when it's too much work, we want all the affirmations of its play. Let's do the inner play rather than inner work. And then we're out there playing, 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 and then our life's falling to shit. And we go, what's going on? Well, I've been so busy playing on recess, I haven't been going to school and doing my homework and taking care of the what? This is where the word responsibility often gets a heavy connotation. Because with responsibility is called work, and we often associate hard with work. Right? That's often what comes with it. Well, I don't want hard work. I want to play. Well, that's why we often talk about it's the approach we take. Work doesn't have to be hard. We can actually have fun and enjoy the work. And in the work is the freedom, the learning, and the joy that comes out of that learning. And then when we're on recess... We can really play and have fun and joy because we have taken responsibility and handled the work that is there for us to do. I love that phrase. Oh, just grow up. Just grow up. Well, it's nice direction to grow is up. You don't ever hear anybody say, well, grow down. Grow up. Listen up. Learn. But it's up to you, the approach you want to take with it. Whether you want to enjoy it and have fun with it or whether you want it to be hard and a struggle, you still got to do the work. That's the thing. It does not change of the things that you still need to do to handle, to take responsibility for. And again, this is where I'm going to repeat myself now the difference between responsibility and accountability because often we feel accountable and then it's the hard work. When we take responsibility, we're making a choice out of freedom and that's a whole different approach. That's the difference between karma and grace. Karma is accountability. Grace is taking responsibility, freely choosing. It's in our freely choosing that we open to allow God's grace in that we can now handle things and fulfill them and learn the lessons. Otherwise, in accountability, in a have to and supposed to and a should, we do it with resentment, anger, fear, victimize. And then we block that greater movement of spirit. And we do it for all the wrong reasons. And so we get the wrongness that comes with it. Well, I handled it. I did it. Yeah, you did. What did you do? Well, I handled it. Yeah, but now you shit on it too, didn't you? Well, now you got to clean the shit up. I'm not cleaning that up. I didn't want to do this in the first place. 
Oh, shoot. Let me just reincarnate again, get away from all this, and hopefully my next life will be better and I won't have to deal with it. It's a lot of what we do. And that's all right, because that's part of the lesson. Not even knowing that we have the freedom of choice and that we can make choices. And it's in our making the choices that we begin to learn about responsibility. And in doing so, we begin to discover that we open that door to God and allow the grace in to walk with us and now help us to understand, to learn, and to do. Understand and learning and doing. And that's where we begin to find the greater joy and the peace and the ease of really living a life of loving. I mean, look at some of us even approach our meditation. When we talk about 10% of the day, two and a half hours, for a lot of us that may feel like a burden and a have to. And we know the feeling of that. And that gets in the way of actually freely choosing to meditate because we truly want to. We enjoy it. We want to. That's why often, even in meditation, we can feel like we're struggling and it's just a lot of work and hard work or it's a burden. I got to meditate in order to clear my karma. That's right. Clearing the karma is where a lot of the work is. So it can often feel heavy and like a struggle. So when it feels heavy and it's a struggle, just know you're in there clearing the karma. You're in there cleaning the mess. But if you've been hearing what I'm saying, that's good. You're taking action. You're taking action. Because guess what? Even if you do it out of a should or a have to, if that's the way you begin by doing it all, at least you're taking action. And guess what? Eventually, in your taking action, you're going to be, begin to see some type of result that you're going to like. And then when you see that result that you like, then all of a sudden there's a part of you that wakes up and goes, maybe this isn't all so bad after all. I like the result. Even though my attitude approaching it wasn't necessarily that pleasant. But look at the result. Look at how I'm changing things. Look at how I'm making things really more the way I want them even though I didn't like doing the work to get that result, I still got a result. And little by little as we do that, our attitude begins to shift where we don't necessarily feel accountable or have to do it, but that we actually begin to shift where we want to do it because we like the results, the benefits that we are getting from it. And that's often as we start to now move through a lot of the karma, learn a lot of the lessons, and get a lot freer, or we get more above it. We get above it by working through it. Once you start to taste some more of that freedom, because you are getting above it, 
that's where you're going to find the greater joy, the joy and the enthusiasm and the greater willingness and the wanting to now participate to take action because you'll want more of those results of the greater freedom and joy that comes. The challenge is, is that it takes time to get to that place. It can take years and years. And that's where we'll often get discouraged. We'll oftentimes give up thinking, oh my God, all I'm doing is working all the time, digging all the time, struggling all the time. It's always so hard. And then we'll give up before we really get the result or the benefit. Or we just give up for a while and then we come back to it. Because eventually, even if we walk away, eventually we realize, well, that didn't work walking away from it. I'm not learning or finding anything new or changing the circumstance in my life or within myself, with my life. So maybe I'll give it another try. Sometimes we just need a new perspective, a refreshing point of view. Not just a reminder, but maybe a whole different point of view. Isn't that what we're often looking for, even coming to gatherings like this? Is looking for a different point of view or a different perspective or a different idea to maybe see it? Or maybe we're just coming here going, please, Lord, just take it from me. And guess what? God sometimes will come in and lift it from us so we get a clearer picture to see how we can take responsibility. And then we walk away from here and then God gives it right back to us. And we go, what the hell happened? I thought I was free of it. Now here it is right back. Because that's sometimes what happens here, whether it's at a gathering like this or in our meditations, that sometimes God gives us that greater clarity of vision so that now we can begin to see our way through or how to handle the lesson, the karma, the responsibility. And then we have to go do it. Oh, there it is again, doing it, taking action. That's where a lot of us ask for guidance, for wisdom, for truth. And it does come in. Ask and you shall receive. But that doesn't necessarily relieve us of the responsibility to now handle it. We just get the wisdom and the guidance, but then we have to still go handle it. But what does God also give us? The tools by which to handle, to take the action so that we do learn a lesson that we do actually clear or release by doing. So we're shown, we're given, but then it really is up to us to now take the responsibility and to do the work. And I say again, the good news is, is when you do do the work, you get the benefit and the results, the fruits of the labor that go with it. Just remember that. No matter where you find yourself, up or down, if you're just starting to do this pathway, or you've been doing it a long time. It doesn't change anything. It is still the same for all of us. It is not different for any single soul. It is exactly the same. Sure, the details look different, but it is exactly the same. The process, the patterns, the learning, how it all unfolds, 
All of it's the same. That's the simplicity. You hear us all the time in here say, this is a simple pathway. The path to God is simple. Simplicity. So we think, oh, we need to simplify our lives. Yeah, that can help. But hey, if part of your karma is to have a complicated life, well then, man, just get in there and handle the complications. I love that answer. You know, I've seen that where people say, well, it's complicated. Well, start to handle the complications. That's the only way you're going to simplify it. You can't just throw it away. It doesn't work that way. I wish we could. But that's what a lot of us try to do. We try to throw it away to get rid of it because it's so complicated and it feels like such a burden. But the way you lighten the burden is just to handle things. Even if it's one by one, or if you're a great multitasker, however you want to. It simply boils down to taking responsibility and taking care of things. That is taking responsibility. But the greatest way is to take responsibility with loving. And that's what we mean by loving it all. Love it all. And loving has many expressions and actions. And it's important to pay attention to that and realize that so that as you allow yourself to move in loving, that you realize it does have many ways that it works. Physically, imaginationally, emotionally, mentally, unconsciously, spiritually. But it's all one loving. It's all one loving. But that loving can move through many different shapes and forms. But it's still just loving, regardless of the shape or the form that it moves in and through. That's the whole thing when we say, see the God in everything. Look for the God in all your problems. Look for God in your enemies. See God in all things. It's the whole thing of projections. We see what we project. So if you want loving, then project loving. Pretty simple. Talk about praying for people, sending the light, doing whatever. Well, what do you think you're doing when you're looking for God in all things? You are the loving, so you're just allowing yourself to go into the oneness of loving that is in all things. See the loving in all things. See God in all things. If you look at all the other stuff, you're going to see all the other projections. It's really that simple. But I know, as I was saying earlier, it's a lot of work to dig your way through all the other stuff to get to that point to be able to even see the loving or project the loving. But that's what we're doing in meditation. That's why it always comes back to meditation because this place at the seat of the soul is loving. So if you bring yourself here, you are going to see everything in loving. You are going to project loving. It's whenever you allow your attention to drop below that that you're going to see and project all these other things. 
Now do you know why this is a land of reflection? The way karma works in this world is that we literally project out into the world the very karma or lesson that we're learning. And that's what we even see on or in other people when we say, oh, they're like this. How many times have we seen other people do that or seen ourselves say, so-and-so's like this, and then you step back and you go, oh my God, that's exactly what I'm doing. It's not them, it's me. Because we are projecting outside of ourselves because by looking at the reflection is a way that we can be learning about that part of ourselves. That's why the joke is, just go take a look in the mirror. Well, what do you think we're doing all the time in this world? Whenever we're coming from below the seat of the soul, we're looking in the mirror all the time at everything. That's how we learn. That's what karma is. We learn by looking in the mirror. We're learning by looking out into the world because it's reflecting back to us all those lessons that come in this realm of duality. But when we want to really wake up, or if you want to say learn about spirit, then we have to go within and above the reflection, above the mirror, because spirit is only perceived or learned or experienced or awakened by looking and experiencing directly. Not through reflection, but by directness. This world of reflection is a projection of the light, a reflection of the light. Or in spirit, it's a direct experience. You are the light. We're here, you're projecting the light and then seeing the reflection of the projection. So we have to go inside and rise above the reflection and directly into the experience itself to know it, to know ourselves in that and of that. So in meditation, every time we come back to the seat of the soul, that's what we're doing. We are rising above the reflection and into the direct experience of the divine. And then when we're done with meditation, we come right back into the last lesson we are learning. But now, when we come back into that lesson, we bring with us that greater direct truth of loving and this is where loving clears the karma. We go into the loving and we bring the loving with us into the karma. That's how loving clears karma. Loving doesn't take karma away, yet it does. But this is how it takes it away, by us going into it and bringing it into our lessons. Because... Loving spirit is all light, and you bring the light into the darkness, and the light reveals the truth. The light reveals the lesson in the darkness. And karma is unlearned lesson. So you, when you bring the light into it, you see it, you learn the lesson. I know, it just sounds so simple all the time. But man, it's always such a complex challenge. And all the details of the way it works through the mind, the emotions, and the body. But this is what we're doing when we go into meditation, is awakening to that greater light of loving. And then when we come back into the dream, the reflection or the darkness, we bring a little more light with us every single time. And that little bit more light 
begins to reveal a little bit more of the lesson. And we get a little more freedom or the karma drops away. Then we go back into meditation and wake up into more light and loving. And then we come back into this level of reflection and darkness, but we've got a little more light and loving. A little more light and loving reveals more into the darkness. So the karma is dissolving more. And back and forth we go, over and over and over and over, growing up like little children. Every time we come up to the seat of the soul, we are growing up. And then we come back into the world to now handle, to learn by taking action. And we do it in loving. Did you know this is going on? Even if you don't practice LAF and all that stuff we talk about, you're doing the meditation. It's just such a gradual part, you just don't realize it most of the time. Often you're unaware, unconscious of what's actually taking place, and you wonder, is this really working? It is working. You may not realize it right away because it's so gradual day by day. But one good way to realize it, look at where you are now. Your understanding and awareness is in growth you, where you are at now compared to 10 years ago, if you can remember that far back how things used to be for you then, or five years ago, or even a year ago, maybe even yesterday. Think about that. And then you will really see how you have been growing all along. But on a day-by-day basis, it seems so slow. Just like if you have a child, you see that you're there with them day by day by day. You can't see them growing because it's so slow, right? But now what if you only see somebody once a year like a child? You see them, say they're three years old, and a year later you see them and they're four, and you go, oh my God, you've grown so much. We've all done that. Well, guess what we're doing as the children of God? We're growing just like children do, but we're living it day by day, so it's so slow, it seems, that we don't notice it in the day by day, but if you spread it out year by year, you can see the growth spurts that take place. That's why it's valuable to keep a journal and from time to time go back and read the journal from years ago and see all that you've learned up to this point in time, the fruits of your labor. So I hope I'm making sense, or this might be clarifying a little bit more about taking responsibility, handling your karmas, living the loving, choosing grace, how that works, asking so you receive, that's why you hear us over and over about this responsibility as well as LAF and meditation. A lot of us may be doing LAF and meditation, but we may be trying to escape from our responsibility. It's when we take responsibility that we really find ourselves moving into the greater freedom that we're doing with the meditation and LAF. I know that's how it worked for me. And I know that's how it works for others. Especially those things you're scared to do. Those things you're scared to do. Fear of the unknown. Go do them. Go do them and have the experience and have a good time. 
or get the shit scared out of you, but do it anyway. Because you'll learn a lot. And also you'll learn how to take greater responsibility to handle what you need to handle. You're not going to even learn how to handle what you need to handle unless you're willing to go have the experience. Sometimes you just don't take responsibility. Sometimes you learn how to take responsibility, how to handle things. And that's okay. You've got all the time in the world and an eternity in spirit. All right.